So here we go, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the Cowboy Army share their thoughts on all things town. And well, what a week it's been. Town with an FA Cup game on TV against non-league Bracknell Town. And I've drawn against another non-league team in Buxton. Um, of course, Tommy Miller, the assistant manager there. Um, but yeah, hope you've all had a good week. I have another big fan social to bring you with three very fine guests. A man who has appeared a few times, Mark Beck. Always a pleasure, my friend. We've also got two Daywittons. Now, you may know the one fella in this one who's laughing in the background. It is good old Mike Turbot, the Turbo Sailor, and Tom Can also making his debut. Before we get to those two gentlemen, I want to go over to Mark, who is a esteemed KOA Posse member. Mark, always a pleasure. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Get the old furniture out of the way first and then get on to the brand new shiny members of the, the KOA social. Um, yeah, I'm good, mate. Um, got a bit of a sore throat at the minute, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll survive. Um, yeah, look, glad to be back on and yeah, looking forward to seeing how Mike gets on. Um, yeah, he's not used to doing these sorts of things, but we'll, we'll give him a go. Yes, you're a partner in crime on game day. Mike, it's been a long time in the making this. But we've finally got it sorted. Welcome to yeah. the show. How are you? Not bad. It's nearly bedtime, Ross. You better hurry up. Yeah, if you don't know this, ladies and gentlemen, we, we, we record this in on Thursday evenings. Um, and currently it's, yeah, 7.47. So, um, yeah, yeah we've got, nurse, we've got the, nurse comes, the nurse comes around at nine o'clock to tuck me in. Uh, I'll make sure to be finished by then, mate. Well, I'm sure we'll make sure to be finished. But I've got a lot to cover. So let's not muck about and let's bring in the final man joining us who, um, if you don't know, is part of the five-a-side team we have on a Wednesday. And also also a reporter at the East Anglian Daily Times, it's your star. And that is Tom Clan, who you're, um, you're recovering, my friend, from a sprained ankle. How are you doing? Yes, um, I'm doing all right. Two, two weeks late or over two weeks and I still can't walk properly. I've only just gone down to one crutch, um, which is I'm sort of hobbling. You know, when you see quite old people and they've got gammy legs and they're doing, I'm walking like that at the moment. So I need to, I need to be able to actually plant my foot properly on the ground, which I'm not doing yet because I can't do it. So. Yes, it's, I, I, I did see the fall and um, <laughs> yeah, I was there to give you some peas to recover it. But yeah, it was um, one of those fireside injuries that you just hope you're going to recover quickly. But yeah, you're still on the mend, my friend, but it's good to yes. have you on the podcast. Um, and we're going to start the podcast, boys, um, to quickly go over the Bracknell FA Cup win um, for the Blues there against non-league. And I'm actually going to skip you, Mark, quickly. I want to go to Mike, because, Mike, you were there in the elements of Bracknell. And, yeah, how was it as a whole? It's got a yeah, massive programme. If you're watching a video, you can Glossy, see. Massive, massive. programme. Souvenir. Souvenir programme. Yeah. I was quite impressed with this. I didn't get it till the end, but... Yeah, wow. Yeah. Good stuff, right? In fact, yeah. before the game, before it started and the draw and everything else, it seemed to me like Bracknell. How boring. You know, FA Cup, non-league. Oh, my God. It's just, it's a no-win no situation. If they win, we're humiliated. If we don't hammer them, we're humiliated. And it just seemed like there's just no win in this. But... Actually going to the game, ploughing out myself across a field in my in my uh, inadequate footwear, and then getting into the ground, uh, 
as big as Felix Stone ground, I'd say, where the ladies play. Mm-hmm. Against the fences, right up against the pitch. And, yeah, the food was good. And the drink was good. It was entertaining. Uh, they put up a good fight, and a, a better fight than I thought they would. And um, it was quite a quite a strange occasion that made me think, right, okay, this this FA Cup thing actually does mean something, you know, because it, it meant so much to them. Even after we we won and the final whistle went, all their players were down at the Bracknell end, sort of like celebrate, you know, celebrating a three 0 defeat against Ipswich. Because they played really well, um, and were credits to the team. So it was, it was a good night. It was, it was a really, I really enjoyed it. It was really, I really enjoyed it. And this is um, this is a controversial thing to say. Normally, I hate these sort of things, but they weren't actually half and half scarves on sale, which you'd think is a massive <laughs> game for Brackley and for you know. But it, that's another another conversation for another day. But yeah, no, I didn't see any scarves. I saw no. the program. There was some um, some other stuff with the program, but. Uh, I just glanced at it. I didn't really take it in. Um, yeah, it was a good night. It was Very a good, good night. night. Yeah. Let's um let's bring Mark in then. You're watching on TV, my friend. And I was saying off air, and I've we've said it multiple times already. But you know, we you watch this from afar, like right? these you know FA Cup clashes, a non-league team versus a football league team, and you just you always think one day that could happen to us, and it did happen to us. Bracknell Town on TV, just the you know the spectacle of. You know, FA Cup, magic and all that. Thankfully, we got the job done. But yes, what was that like watching on TV and watching all the build-up? Um, yeah, so probably similar to, to Mike when it was initially announced. It was kind of a no-win situation. You know, I, I think I was, I was saying to people that I was more nervous about the Bracknell game than I was of, you know, Charlton or Port Vale or Derby that came beforehand because, as Mike said, it was really a no-win situation for us. If we didn't, go there and win convincingly, then it was pretty much the worst result we would have ever had in the cup, pretty much. And yeah, like you say, you've seen these fixtures happen in the past and sometimes the odd shock does happen, but it's never really seemed to happen to us. Obviously, we've played Lincoln City when they were non-league in the FA Cup and we all know how that game went. Less said about that, the better, really. But this was really different. And there was a few things before and the build-up to the game that I was a little bit like maybe quite naive to it or the way it was marketed and the tickets were done by Bracknell I wasn't particularly happy with I think the way they kind of I felt like maybe profiteering a little bit off the tie even when you know for young families you know not to get too political but it's 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 not the most attractive fixture and to be charging that amount of money in such hard times seemed to be a little bit of a kick in the face for some of the Bracknell fans but from what I've seen people really enjoyed the experience of going there and as much as it was a much smaller ground they catered really well for the amount of people that there and really put on quite a good evening of football for people and it, you know they actually made it quite good value for money in terms of the performance I think I mean, it just is another tick in the, the box for Kieran McKenna's managerial credentials. He approached that spot on, really. Um, I, I think he was very respectful of Bracknell, despite the sort of golfing quality between the two sides. Um, and, you know, obviously the size of the clubs is, it was very much David as Goliath, as you were 
saying throughout the whole thing. But, um, you know, we approached it with respect. It was a very competitive and good team that was going into it. And I, I think it was a good performance for us, really. I think we struggled. You know, I think Mike, again, not to blow his trumpet too hard, but I thought he summed it up quite well in the game. In game day, I think he said, you know, it took us a little while to get used to the pitch and whatnot. But, um, yeah, we you know we came through it and our quality showed. I think we, on the whole, it was just a really respectful and professional performance from us. And we got the job done at the end of the day. And hopefully it'll be as much as, like I said, there's a quite a big gulf in quality between the two teams. There were some really good performances in there. I thought, you know, I'm a bit biased, but you know how much I love Big Fred. I thought Freddie did well, probably could have had a hat-trick on the night. Carl Edwards looked unplayable. And I think Cameron Humphreys was probably the one who stood out most of all. He looked, you know, a, a class above. And I think them final two goals have really showed the quality that he's got. And hopefully, as much as it, they, they expect to win that game, it, it's always good to play well and look really good on TV at times. And I think we did that in that second half. So hopefully it'll give some of the lads who've not, had the run of the green so far a little bit more of a boost going into the rest of the season and the next game in the cup against Buxton. Yeah, I could see why you invited him now. Oh, well, you know, he knows his stuff, doesn't he? He knows his stuff. <laughs> you know your stuff as well, Mike. You know your stuff as well, my friend. So don't worry. Um, Tom, bring you in now, my friends. Um, it was, you know, job done. Professional performance from Kieran McKenna's side and Kieran McKenna put a strong team out as well. Um, although, yeah. Mike, you said a good point as well about we don't have a you know a first eleven now. It's just we have just a strong team overall because we've got our players yeah. who can come in for other players. But yeah, Tom, it was professional performance. Yeah, yeah, really professional. Um, obviously, when I saw when I saw the lineup, I thought he's he's properly going for this. You know, the, the only youngster that was in it was Cameron Humphreys in the starting eleven, and he's not really a youngster anymore, is he? He's you know around the first team. <clears throat> Played in League One this season. So, and he was, as Mark said, one of the best players on the pitch. He he took one of their players out of the game completely, ran him into the ground with fitness-wise, um, and, you know, did a fantastic job. And having Sam Morsey in the middle was a brilliant, brilliant asset to have. Obviously, Don Ball and Morsey, very experienced players to have there. Um, so, yeah, very very professional side and even the bench you know you look at that only what uh Bawabo and um what was the other guy uh right back uh, or left back uh, Abadje Abadje yes Edwin yeah. Abadje yeah yeah Abadji. only 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 other That's two one. only other two youngs, youngsters on the bench um yeah. and you know that every time I've seen them playing Papa John's trophy or even in the FA Cup game they both you know did all right when they came on so yeah, very good, uh, very good side to put out. And good for the Bracknell players to play against yes. as well, because what an experience for them. You know, part-time p- footballers saying, I've played against a player that's, you know, played with Mohamed Salah. I've played against Wes Burns, who's played with Gareth Bale. You know, what an experience for them. So, yeah. Um, when we were leaving the ground, there was um, a Bracknell player was saying their number, because what number's Richard Keir? Richard Keir, is he number two? Has he got the number two shirt? And I remember, like, I remember just him on the phone with his boat and went, God, that geezer, number two, he was, well, he was mustard. It's just like, that's just great to hear that. And, um, you know, for us, though, I felt a bit bad for Bracknell. We're bringing on Wes Burns and Connor Chaplin. It's like, come on. 
<laughs> but it's just the you know ability and players we have on our bench. So yeah, um, yeah, but that's the like, team, Ross. That is Ipswich yeah. now. That's what. That's why they were so happy about the result at the end of the day. They could have got hammered. It could have yeah. gone really bad. It could have been a, a cricket score, but it wasn't. And they were competitive in the first half. I said this on game day. There was a point where I thought we ain't going to score here because these guys are. It's going to go to a replay. That's not a bad thing, really, because it's going to generate more money for these guys. You know, they'll have earned it because we have got a good squad. Yeah, we do. Because, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it is the way it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought Brighton, all they definitely in the first half, they battled for every ball. They were winning every ball, and, you know, their defenders were just heading everything, and they were just, yeah, doing their club proud. And um, it was just a good night overall. And, um, yeah, but we've got Buxton next, and have a non league team, of course, this time at Porton Road. Um, so very, you know, should be, you know, an easy route to the third round, which has been a, a hard thing for us to do in League One since we've been relegated. But um, yeah, opportunity to get to the third round. Um, of course, now that's going to be on a Sunday because of the overseas TV and all that, which um, Mike, you've unmuted your mic. So do you want to have some thoughts on that? Yeah, it's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, it's not great. Absolute rubbish. They're, 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 they're squeezing that cash cow as hard as they possibly can by putting us on Sunday for overseas viewers only. Really? Then again, we are so we're so massive, aren't we? We've got such a fan base around the world. So it's, I don't know. I, I I just think that they're and they're doing it out of sympathy to for Buxton. I don't know. Is that they your clock? Play up Pompey. <laughs> well, get into that. I, course, usually, um... I, I, I usually turn around and say, off, off, Pompey. Pomp, <laughs> off. You know, I, I, you know, I swear it sometimes. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it chimes just at that moment in a, in a thriller where you're watching telly. And you'd be like, Ooh. what? What? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, we're going to segue now. Um, on to, uh, I don't know how to segue really from that, um, but we're going to segue on to um, a little feature because um, a man recently made his 100th towel appearance after four years. I think, let me get the date, the days, the amount of days he's been to the club. Of course, he's had a very interesting town career. Uh, the man I'm talking about is Janoy Danashian. I think over a thousand plus days um, at town, he's finally made his 100th town appearance. And I thought it's an opportunity now for the boys. We all know his story, his journey. But in three words, to sum it all up, from the beginning to current thing, uh, Mark, what, what three words do you use? A um, bit like Lazarus, really. So I, I really thought at times, you know, he'd, he'd or Chumba Wumba, you know, get knocked down and he'd keep getting back up and you can't really keep JD down. And, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of KVY. And when KVY came in, I really thought that was the writing on the wall. Yeah, I think, he went out on loan to Fleetwood, didn't he, at that time? You know, and he had sort of topsy-turvy time before that under under Lambert. You know, he didn't really fancy him at all. Oh, did he know, go yeah, back just to really Ac- didn't Ac- seem like he was ever going to get that chance. Did he go back to Accrington? Yeah, first? I think he had Accrington and then Fleetwood. Yeah. yeah, I think he had Accrington and Fleetwood, didn't he? So, yeah, but I mean, Cook, Paul, Paul Cook brought him back into the fold and he's been a mainstay ever since, really. The Renaissance, as you boys called it at the time, I was a bit of a doubter of it. I didn't really fully believe it. I thought KVY would get 
take over. But, you know, just like many other players we've had under Kieran McKenna, he seems to get the best out of him. And, yeah, long may that continue. He's been a great defender. I always remember that kid at the um, the open day. And you're a great defender, a great defender. And, um, yeah, I think that's the best way to describe him, really. I think there are still times I think I'd like to see KVY come back in. But, you know, I'm more than happy to see JD fill in and do what he's been doing for so you need know, doing so well for so long now. Um, I was listening, but did you say three words? Just like Lazarus. Oh, God, he's a bit Lazarus picky, isn't he? Michael knows who he is. He's a very picky person. I'm not picky. I just, I yeah, yeah. I need, I need it in oh. plain black and white. Um, but Mike. Over to you, mate. Um, you know the story. Oh, he's dropped his headphone. That's not good. Um, I'm sure he can still hear us. But three words to sum up your noise, town career so far after. I've got years. I've got three words for you, Ross. Oh, <laughs> I, I've actually thought about this. Okay. And I wrote it down. Very good. Three isn't enough. Like it. I like it. Yeah, like it. It's not enough. Yep. It's not enough, enough, really. I mean, I, am, am I right in thinking when he went to Fleetwood on loan, he he become player. He was uh, supporters player of the year there, something like that. I think so. I, I, I think he was. Let me let me double check that. But carry on. He double check that, but I'm, I'm sure he got supporters um, player of the year or something along them lines when he went there. Um, so there's a lot of questions asked as to why we we, we sent it about. Why the hell did we buy him from Accrington in the first place just to send him back on loan? That sort of thing. Um, but if you think about it, what you're saying, 100 appearances in 1,500 days. So he plays every 14 days. 15 days, whatever it is. Every, t- you know, every other week he plays. It's not bad. But it's, it's, um, recently you could say... He's been playing every game, hasn't he? He's Mr. Reliable at the back. Even this game, the FA Cup game, everybody thought he was going to get a rest. Didn't want one. Wanted to carry on playing. Yeah, he's a good defender. And I think he'll do well, just as well in the Championship as well. I don't think we'll... Um, him and Burns are going to... Uh, there's going to be a few teams in the Championship that are going to be able to cope with them. You know what it's like in the championships. I don't I don't think it's really much better than the top of League One, to be honest, after the championship. You have your teams at the top of the championship that are really good. You know, you have your Fulhams that come down and score hundred goals and you get Norwich come down with all the parachute money and all that lot, and then they seem to bounce straight back up. But you have a, you have this this uh, mid table down of teams, any of them could be in, in League One, I think. Rotherham. Rotherham is the, the one that yo-yos, doesn't it, from League One Championship. There's Normally, I don't know how they're doing now because um, they lost their manager, didn't they? To, uh, yeah, Paul Warren went to Derby, didn't Derby County, so, so, I don't yeah. know. I haven't been keeping an eye on them. No. What was the question yeah. again? Yeah, you know, three I... isn't enough. Yes. That's my three words. It's a really good answer. I'm really... Mike is, you know... Ooh. <laughs> I like it, my friend. Uh, one thing Janoy needs to do is score a goal, though. Um, I think no, he's he only got. The... It's just it'll be nice, nice from the score a goal. It'll be nice. I think he should carry on like Carl Schuster did 
Yes. Forever and ever and ever. Then all of a sudden, 35 yards out, bang! <laughs> yes. And, and everyone jumps on him. Yeah, that'll be a, yeah. I think that will be that. Those celebrations. I know we have seen celebrations like when Colin Oddwood scored, when um, Cameron Humphrey scored at Port Vale. You know that those celebrations are great. But I'm sure when Janelle <laughs> scores, there'll be people yeah, there'll on the be, pitch. There'll be 15 minutes of added time at Charlton. Yeah. Oh no! Don't don't bring it up again. We've been there. We spoke about it. We've recovered. Um, thankfully, but yeah. Um, let's bring Tom in there, my friend, to wrap up the chat on Janoy. Three words to sum it up. Um, you a big fan of Janoy? Uh, yeah, I, I love Janoy. I think he's such a good defender. Um, and I think he's part of the reason why Wes Burns is as good as he is, especially last season. You know, those two had such a great partnership. And I'm pretty sure Wes Burns would not have scored as many as he did or assisted as many as he did without Janoy, you know, providing those runs that allowed him space or, you know, passing those through balls to him to allow him to run onto. So I think he's absolutely brilliant. Um, and I'm so. Happy that he's finally got to 100 games. Because um, I'll admit, like when he first came here, I thought, I remember watching a pre season friendly that he played in when he first got here, and I thought, he's a good player. And then I, I think I remember him playing in the league, and he just didn't look good at all. Um, and then we shifted him out on loan, and I thought, mm, likelihood of us seeing him again is unlikely. Came back, sent him back out on loan again, and I thought, yeah, he's definitely, definitely out of it. And I'll give Paul Cook a credit for that. Um, he, he didn't do many things correctly at the club, but one thing he did do correctly was actually just the resurgence of Danassian, gave him that belief, um, played him every single game. And, you know, we've got one of the best defenders, I think, in League One. So, yeah, brilliant. Three words. Uh, very flipping pleased. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the point, to the point, to the point. I like it. I like it. But yeah, good old JD. Hopefully more more appearance in a town shirt to come. As I said, just just a goal. Be nice. Just a goal. Um, but the, the, there is a bet, I think, that whoever, if I pass my theory or drone test before Janoy scores his first goal, I think, you know, what's going to happen first? But we shall see. Hopefully me passing my drone test and all that first. But yeah. Uh, come on, Mike. What have you got to say? Uh, well, well, is Janoy Danassi looking to play into his 50s? <laughs> well, you know, it, it could do. Uh, it could do. It's still, you know, he's only still young. Like, do you know, you always think like, he has been around the block for a while, but he is still like, is he, he's 29. So he recently turned 29. So he's still got a good couple of years. How old are you, young Ross? 26. So uh, he's got a couple of years on him then. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's a, he's a professional footballer and I'm, yeah. Yeah. I not, think Janoy will score first. Probably. The day that he retires. <laughs> retires. I finally dropped past it. There we go. Hopefully not. Hopefully it will be um, this year, or at least early next year, 2023. Roscoe on the roads. Um, okay, then. Next up on the fan social, ladies and gentlemen, is the KOA Posse question of the week. And I'm a celebrity. He's back. Um, I'll have to admit, I don't watch it, but it's you know topical. Um, and I thought it's a good idea to have as, as a feature on the podcast, Mark, Mike and Tom, to discuss which current town player would do best in the jungle, you know, get as far as they can, maybe become king of the jungle, but also the worst person who will probably go, yeah, I want to get out of here. So, Mark, who do you reckon is going to be the best and the worst? 
Um, the best, I think, you can look back to Monday night with our two centre-halves. I think you look at Richard Keogh and Cameron Burgess, and I think particularly Richard Keogh, I think he's got the personality to sort of go on to win it, but he's an absolute grafter, and he, he just seems like nothing really phases him. And he, obviously he's been through a lot in his his life and his football career. I think he'd have the, the nous to deal with anything the two blokes with the big foreheads throw at him. Um, worst. Are we doing worst as well? Do you want to do... We'll do worst. As, I'm doing my worst as well while we're here. Um, in terms of who would struggle, though, I'm trying to think who would struggle. Can't see Caden Jackson doing very well. Don't know what it is about him. I just think... Yeah, I don't think he'd like it, bless him. But yeah, or Eduardo. I think Eduardo would be... I can imagine he's a little bit of a, a screamer, maybe, when they get voted into a lot of trials just for the pure entertainment value. But I think that could work in his favour and he could probably still end up winning it on his, his smile and his you know, his laugh and his probably dance moves alone. Because how you win it, is it just it's voting, in it? Like viewers voting, and but they also vote who they want to do the trials and stuff. But like overall, if you win it, they vote. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's popularity contest, isn't it, really? Or, or an unpopularity contest, really. Especially if you're Matt Hancock, I imagine he's going to be doing plenty of trials. Um, shame they're not a little I bit more Matt, harsh, to be honest. If Matt Hancock gags on a, on, a, on an eyeball, he might get lots of votes. <laughs> yeah, possibly, possibly, possibly. Yeah, um, yeah I, like... I think Keo could be king. Keo could be king. Okay, Richard Keogh and then Kane Jackson's last Carl Edwards maybe could be the worst, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, Mike, what are you going for? Best and worst? I don't believe what Mark said. Eduardo. Eduardo, Jesus. I was thinking, right, the perfect person would have been James Norwood. But he's gone now. Putting him in a jungle. It caused all sorts of misery and uh, backhanded things. It'd be tactics and everything. Um, and I'd like to see him eat um, a crocodile's intestine or something. Um, I've gone for Carl Edwards. I think Carl Edwards would probably be uh, a good laugh because he'd always he'd go into every challenge with a smile and a laugh. And even even when the eyeballs and the slugs and everything are coming back up again, he'd still be laughing. Uh, and I think I think the whole the whole uh, country would warm to him because he's he's such a warming character. Yeah, he Carl Edwards, who 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 I don't think could do very well. I don't know. Probably uh, Christian Walton or something because they say he's quite boring. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm only going by the coffee club. Yeah, but they say he's quite um, yeah. So I don't think he'd, he he would set the world on fire. Would he? He'd be the first one voted out. Maybe I don't know. Well, the thing with goalkeepers, of course, they're, they're supposed to be you know they're the crazy ones because you know who, who want to go and goal diving about and doing that sort of stuff. But yeah, um, they're more the crazy ones. Well, Mike, how, how would you do, Draken? How are you doing the jungle? Would you, would you like? That's rubbish. I, yeah. I've got a really soft stomach. I'd be throwing yeah. up everywhere. I hate spiders. A little spider in the bathroom. I don't, you know, I don't take a bath for a week. <laughs> a spider in the bath. 
Yeah. So I'm rubbish. I'm rubbish with all that rubbish. Yeah. Keep it away. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So Carl Edwards is currently best, but also Mark thinks he could do badly. So we'll see. Tom, over to you, my friend. What do you reckon? Then best or worst in the jungle is town current player. Well, I've gone a little bit down Mike's route as well via the coffee club. So I'm thinking. George Edmondson, I think he'd do quite well because I think he's got the personality and for some reason he strikes me as someone that would be scared of a lot of things in the jungle. So I think he'd provide the entertainment value both. George of the jungle. I think he'd provide the entertainment value for the camp but then also doing the trials, I think he'd just be so scared of them. So I think he'd, he'd be fantastic for the entertainment on that show. Worst, I ain't got a clue. Um, Maybe Leaf Davis. I don't know why. There's just something mm. about... Yeah, I, I don't know if it um, might just be a little bit too boring for the show. He seems just plain sailing, doesn't he, Leaf yeah. Davis? So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if he... Once again, this has got... This should be tested one day, you know. They should just bring loads of just, like, snakes, um, spiders and stuff. Oh, Mike's getting a top up. Get a little top up if you're watching our video. Get a nice little top up there. Like that, Mike. Like that. Um, but there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that is... Another bowl. Cheers. Cheers. There we go. Like that. Like that. We've run like out that. of wine here. We'll have to start another bottle. Stop. Get, get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Get that butter out. Brilliant. Okay, then. Oh, he's got it. He's got it. He's got the bottle on his hand, if you can see. But now we're going to get on to some more ridiculous stuff after that ridiculous moment. Um, let's do the strike then, boys. A chance here to see if Mike can make his debut and win the strike. Or can Tom do it? Or can Mark Beck do his normal dominance of the strike and see? Um, we have four questions plus a tiebreaker um, if needed. Um, all different questions uh, linked to birthdays this month. Um, or connections to Cheltenham Town. So um, let's get right into it. A lot of us on birthdays this month. We've got a few players who've got birthdays. And uh, Mike, why are you confused? Why are you confused? Got a confused face. What's the matter? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First off, we ain't going to beat Mark, right? <laughs> Secondly, Cheltenham. Yeah. We've got a... F- we've got, we've got... <laughs> We've got a former, we've got a current town player who used to play for um, Cheltenham briefly on loan. But before that, we've got a question on Christian Walton, of course, who celebrated his birthday recently. Now, how many clean sheets has he kept in 55 games for town so far? Of course, closest to the correct answer. Do I just hold it up now? Give, give it time. Let you know. Let people just you know have a think, just in case they steal your answer, mate. That's the thing. Of course, if you get oh, bang on, yeah, 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 if you get a bang on, you get double points. So well, I've written it down already. It's fine, mate. Chuck of these, his wine. What, what are you drinking there, my friend? Any, any, you know? I don't know if this is from the wine society or, or no. It's just barefoot merlot. Just a, it's just a uh, yeah. We, we won't go into advertising, but but. Six buy six bottles get twenty five percent off. Oh, so I bought eighteen bottles. <laughs> Why not? Definitely this this, this time. It's Christmas. Yes, yeah, Christmas. Celebrate early. Um, okay well, then, boys. This thing won't fit. It won't fit me. Yeah, too small. <laughs> earbuds, 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 right. and ears. 
Okay. Stop, just stop it. Okay, 23. Um, Mike's gone. Mark, Tom, what are you going for? 17. Oh. 17. 20, 17, 27, 23. Now, Mark, I've seen you've changed it a few times. Well, you, you weren't happy with your original Is he two cheating? Answers. I had 21. No. I went seven, 17, 21, 17. I went back to 17. Ooh. Well, well he, was counting, he was counting all the games. He was like... Yeah, yeah. But he hadn't had been to every game, you see. True. No. True. As I'm, I'm just gonna have a little pause here oh. for a little bit. Oh, Tom's back. Tom's back. He, he froze go. for a second I've got there. Back. You're like it's very windy you're, here. Yeah, you're you're forcing that 27. You're like 27. It was just there for a while. Yeah, it's so very windy go. here. So I don't know if that's playing with the wind internet here, it's but fine. yeah, it's fine. That's what it's about. But um, <laughs> let's get to the answer then. And someone was so close again that bang on, and that someone is Mike Turbot because it's 22. So he was one away to get it double points. Oh, did yeah. you get a point? Oh, right? yeah. Oh, I had 21 did, before. He, he, he did play at Bracknell, did he? No. Is that, is that what you were thinking? Is that what you were thinking? So, uh, no. No. But you got a point, though, mate. You're in the lead. Mike yes. has taken the lead. Next question is on the flying fin, Shefty Kucci. How many goals did he score for town in 92 games? Two games to fly on Flynn Shifter Gucci. 92 games. How many goals? Scored in his debut. Little, little fun fact there for you. Did score in his debut. Um, didn't score any in his second spell because, yeah, it wasn't great, was it? He was injured as well. Um, Shifter Gucci. All right, then, boys. What, you, what do you reckon then? How many goals? Of course, once again, double points if we get a bang on. Double points oh, get a bang on. Hang on, man. I'll I'm changing my mind. He scored his squad number. Okay. 32. I'm pretty sure. I've got oh, a funny I'll feeling he's got a squad number. I put 32 and I've gone to 30. Okay. Tom? I got. Where is it? Where is it? 36. It's and, 32. Um, it is 32. It is 32. So I Mark, did put 32. Well, you, you scrubbed it out, mate, though. You've always got to stick to your correct. You've got to stick to your original answer, always. So, Mark is now taking the lead. It's 2 1 0. Tom, do not worry, my friend. You know, still still have good fun. Still have good fun. Enjoy the strike. Um, next question is on Andy Jury. Uh, remember him? Andy Jury played for town in the yeah. 20, early 2010s. Um, he joined town from which former non league club in 2011? Uh, was it Luton Town, Stevenage, or Crawley Town? Um, of course, a Paul Jewell signing on um, in January transfer window. Yeah, they were a non-league team at that point when he came. And I think Mark notes it because he was writing it down really quickly, so he knows it. But um, okay, then boys, what do you reckon? Stevenage. Part of me thinks, yeah, part of me thinks Stevenage, but I put Luton. I put Crawley. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I'm just double checking the answer because, um, yeah, okay, I got it. I got he, it. He's played for Luton as well. Yeah, the correct answer uh, is actually Luton Town. So Mike is back well, in it. It's oh, 2 2 0. Um, there we go. Um, that is beautiful. Uh, Tom, just, just keep playing. I'm, know, I'm just here for the fun. Yeah, it's um, the fun. It's fun. Just pick a side, Tom. Yeah. Pick a side. 
For your side, who are you picking? Who are you thinking? Who do you reckon? Who is going to win this final question? And the final question is on Richard Keogh, who um, had a brief loan spell at Cheltenham Town back in 2008. Um, now, this actually did doesn't he? include... Yeah, he did. Little fun fact. Um, but how many caps did Richard Keogh win for Ireland between 2013 to 2019? Um and to help you out a little bit, he scored one goal in those caps. <laughs> I don't know if that happens yeah. at all, but probably doesn't. Um, mm. But Tom's still playing at home, mate. Because actually, because what's the score? Is it 2 2 still? It's 2 2 in it. So if you get a bang on Tom, we go to a tiebreaker. So, of course, play at home, but you've got to get it's a bang unlikely. on. It's unlikely. But you I'll... never know, mate. So 2013 to 2019, you've got to average out the qualifiers, friendlies, and all that. Of course. You probably you didn't play at a Euros. Did Ireland qualify for Euros in that time? Loads of times, um, Ross. No Euro 2014, I think. Or 2016. 2016 Euro 2016, I think maybe, they played. Maybe maybe he played then. You never know. Um, yeah, go ahead. Um, we'll start with you, Tom, because you I'm are needing to get it bang on. So what what you gone, what you gone with? Uh, I've gone. I think this is very wrong. 62. Yeah, that is that is completely wrong. Yeah. Um, so you, you're out. <laughs> That's 62. Completely wrong. Yeah, that is completely wrong. What are you going oh, well, for? I'm wrong as well then. What's that? <laughs> what what what, what do you go for? I went for 56. Yeah, you're completely wrong too. Um, oh, Mark, right. what are you going for? Max one. Again. I've gone less than that. 44. Ooh, yeah, none of you are even close. Was it over? 44. Like eighty? No, it's only, it's twenty twenty six. Only one. I was going to go twenty. I even wrote twenty six and crossed it yeah. out. I knew. I knew he no. didn't. I knew he wasn't a starter. I knew he didn't play many. Is no. no good he time deserves time. More, than more than that. I'm dyslexic. I meant to put twenty six, but I put sixty two. <laughs> yeah. so. If you if you switch them around, it's actually yeah. <laughs> Give me those yeah. those points. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> so Mark has one, but we do have a tiebreaker tie as always. Because he got closest. But then I don't know. I don't know get that it's tiebreaker. To be fair, maybe, yeah, maybe you don't actually win overall because you're not even close. Because 44 26, that's not Rubbish. even close. So we'll do a tiebreaker then. Um, it's like winning with an own it's... goal. Winning with an own goal yeah. at the minute. Pretty much. Yeah, it's winning by a, pen... by, um, a, a kettle penalty given against you, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely, um, whatever that means. Um, tiebreaker then, boys. And it's on Freddie Sears, who celebrates his birthday this November. Um, how many goals did he score for town in 217 games? Um, of course, had a, some very bad goal droughts, didn't he? I think like, wasn't the record like 38 games or something without scoring a single goal? Which, I know, 17 games. Yeah, I know he was playing on the left a lot, but still, still a bad like, goal drought. Um, of course, Tom played 217 games for us. Bloody hell! Yeah, 217 games. Is this play. including substitute where he comes yeah. on a sub? All games. And yeah, so wait, wait, he comes goals. off the bench last 10 minutes. Yeah, and of course, you it know that up. famous that famous quote Paul Lambert went, "I, I want a full 90 minutes from you, um, Freddie Sears, when he come on in the 90th third minute. So he's got two minutes to play a 90 minute game, which was just ridiculous." Um, but yeah, but Tom, still play. I actually, I'll start with you again, my friend. Oh. If you get it bang on, you could steal it here. Um, but if the other boys get closer and get it bang on, then they win it. But you know what I mean. But what, what are you going for? Probably wrong again, 74. 
Yeah, that's completely oh, wrong. That's yeah, that's miles away. <laughs> 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 Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being generous. Yeah. 49. 49. Mark? Oh. You back? I've gone really harsh. 36. Ooh. Oh, God. You've won, Mark. Oh, he has won. <laughs> And he was so close. It's 34. 34 yeah. goals. Um, I don't that's know what that that's shocking. Is. That is what awful. Is, that is a terrible 217 record for a striker, isn't it? Yeah, so what is that? One <laughs> in every... He did get part to left wing, didn't he, though? He yeah, but Ross has included all the 50 million substitutions where he came on for the last five minutes. 66 substitution appearances. 66 of so them 200 yeah. games were yeah. when he came on for the last minute. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, but, yeah, I've got the record here. He's So he's, he scored nine in his first season, of course, when he signed in January. Then second season was six. Next season was seven, two. But then, of course, he had that injury, didn't he? Six, one, and then three in his final season, um, which was, yeah, of course. Oh. Yeah. But there we go. Uh, Mark, you've won another strike. But Mike, put you to the end there. Tom, put an effort in. But, I, yeah. I was yeah. I what if. Here. I think I'd have won that if we weren't playing Cheltenham. We have one question on Cheltenham. The rest were birthdays. Um, you got the Andy Jury question right. To be fair, Chefki Kuchi, that was uh, uh, that's just uh, one of them random facts. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he scored his squad number. Yeah, which is really that must be yeah. Like which which I, I I I thought that as well. Yeah. But I thought no, that's not going to happen. Well, it's not that one. It's that one. Never. Never change your answer, mate. Never change your original because you just know it could hit you. Life hit is about change, Ross. You stand yeah. still too long. You could stagnant. Very true. But on the strike, the rule is don't change your original answer because it will bite you in the, the butt. So, so, I, so it's going fine. in the fire. Yes, definitely. Um, well, Mark, as always, nice little speech while I prepare the end of the podcast. Take it away. Oh, he gets another speech, does he? Just another day at the office, isn't it? Yeah, victory yeah. speech. Yeah, go on then. Go on then. Have a speech. <laughs> so it goes. Just, we'll just drink to you. A bit like, bit like us now. We're used to seeing us win now. A bit I'm like not Just used to seeing us win and it feels good and it's nice. Yeah. That would do. Like that would good. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Nice. Um, okay then, we're now at the end of the podcast and uh, of course this weekend we're back at Porn Row which feels like an age, we haven't been at Porn Row for a few months, like, it was a derby game wasn't it? On, on Sky, it was the last time we played at Porn Road, uh, so we've had a few away games of course we had the Bracknell game on Monday back at Porn Road, 25 plus thousand sold already which is fantastic um, it's time for your hot take so boys for, to, from the sublime to the ridiculous what you reckon is going to happen in the game from, you know, on the pitch in the crowd, whatever. Mark, what do you reckon then? Ross, it's happening. It is happening. Freddie Ladapo is scoring a hat-trick. And not just any hat-trick. Is he? He's going to score a perfect hat-trick. Left foot, right foot, header. And I'm going to probably explode. I think... The clock's going wild. I think he'll be on the bench. At the prediction. (laughs) Yeah? From the bench? He can score a hat-trick when he comes on. He's better than Freddie Sears. Yeah, yeah when yeah. he comes on, yeah, he's okay. better than Freddie Sears. The better Freddie. 
He's a better yeah. Freddy. There we go. Um, we'll go for that. I like it. Um, and Mike will have a rollover well. hot dog. I'll have a rollover hot dog. This Even... time I won't drop it. Yeah. Yeah. So there won't be a rollover hot dog in 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 yeah. the central central stairway of section six for people to dodge as they're walking down. Um. What will happen? I I, I know what's going to happen. Tell you what. We're going to score an easy goal first 10 minutes and then it's going to be one of them games where bang, we score early. What happens then? It drags on and on and on. It's got, it looks like it's going to be a 1-0 win. Yeah? We score early and that's it. But then the referee's going to point to the penalty spot and Caden Jackson's going to pick the ball up and the whole crowd's going to go, oh my God. No, please, don't. And he scores. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. More wine? Yes, yes. Um, overall, though, Mark, Mike, what are your predictions then? Just to keep you keep you here for two a second. Nil. Two nil. So, three yes, Peter Jackson scored so... penalty. Okay. Three nil. Three nil. Three nil. Three nil. Okay. Um, Tom, you heard some of the ridiculous, but some, some of the sublime as well. What <laughs> is your take, your hot take for Cheltenham at home? I reckon I can see Leif Davis scoring an absolute screamer. Do you remember Aaron Cresswell's goal against yes. Crystal Palace a few years yeah. back? Similar to that. I reckon I can see that happening because he's he's due a goal, that boy. He's always in the right positions. However, he always skies it. So I think a bit further out, he has more chance of getting it on target. And I think this weekend is going to be the weekend that he hits it, top bins. Done. 4-0 win. Lovely job, yeah. If I which can make it there, will be a question. But yeah, which end did this goal going in? I reckon it will go in the uh, end, shooting towards the Sabobi. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a god celebrations. That because that's yes. where I think that's where you want most of the goals, don't you? Because you want them yeah. to run to 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 the north stand and you know everyone going crazy. I think when you when they score uh, Sir so, uh, so Alf, it's sort of like you just you know they're, of course they're celebrating with normally with their families. They go you know go to that box and they go and celebrate there. But I think the north stand mm. is where you see the best scenes and just like you feel like you feel like everyone's just really involved and really celebrating that goal. Um, yeah. So yeah, some big. Um, prediction. So 4 0, 3 0, 2 0. So clean sheets all rounds. Um, of course, Cheltenham, they were beaten by a non league team on the weekend. Of course, Alvechurch, who were the same division as Bracknell, but in this the, the southern division, uh, no, the central division. So they had a cut shot. So they're looking to bounce back and probably one of the worst fixtures they can have to sort of bounce back on. Of course, taking on Townie, who are currently second in League One. Um, so, boys, it's been a, a short podcast, but I think it's been a fantastic podcast. But as always, any other business, any else things you want to mention? Mark, over to you. Anything else you want to bring up, you know, to segue into anything else? Um, just thoughts with um, Bath City striker Alex Fletcher, I think his name is, who had that terrible incident where he collided with the concrete advertising hoardings. We wish him all the best and hopefully he can get back to playing and our very own Wes Burns. Um, I don't know what Rob Page is thinking, not picking him for the Wales squad, but we love you, Wes. Um, show them what you're missing. I mean, you'll only been gone for three weeks anyway because Wales are going out in the groups, aren't they? Let's be honest. Sorry, Harvey and uh, other Welsh contingent. But yeah, Tom, um, we love you, Wes. Welsh, I mean, you? 
I'm 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 half Welsh, yeah. My dad was like, my dad was born are in, are Wales going Wales. out of England. Well I reckon Wales will have finished above England. Ooh. Well the truth the truth. I hurts, think, I think they will as well. Ooh, ooh. That's, that's, that's for an, that's another podcast for another well, day. Um, either way. Yeah. We've still got Wes and we love you, Wes. Um, it'd be great if he could score on Saturday as much as I want to see. I mean we could get Tom's prediction. Minus the Davis goal, the, the, the Dapo hat trick, and a Wes Burns goal would be very nice. So, yeah, um, we still love you, Wes. Rob Page is an idiot, and Wales are not going to do very well, and England's probably not going to do very well either. Yeah, of course, it's a World Cup that is, yeah, should be happening, but it's happening, and it's happening, and it's happening like how many days? It's like, you know, not like nearly, nearly a week 11 or days. So. I'm not yeah. excited for it one bit. No, Load of no rubbish. I'm not either. No, no. Um, Mike, over to you there, my friend. A very good debut. I'm sure we're going to get many different um, comments on, like, oh, my God, Mike has been on the podcast. Um, any other thoughts? Yeah. Any other notes? I don't know. Comment below if you want to see me again. Probably not. I don't know about Cheltenham, to be honest. They might, have, they might have lost in the cup. I don't know how strong they went. I mean, we could see from Plymouth, they, they lost to Grimsby really badly. Now, Cheltenham um, went strong. Cheltenham went very strong. And I, did they really? Really strong? Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty much their the, first team. Pretty much their first team. At the weekend, about our squad being constantly moving and evolving. From you know, Every time we try and predict a team, it's a different team. You know, We don't expect to see so-and-so. Well, you've got Morsey and Evans in midfield and you've got the defence and everything. But up front, it's constantly changing. And I think it's making it's making us into a great team overall. I don't think that a lot of clubs in the league one have got the depth that we have, and these cup competitions are going to take a, you know, they're going to take a battering every now and again. We've been through that with McCarthy. We've been through that with Jewel. You know, where we we had the first eleven constantly playing week in week out, and then the cup had come along, and all of a sudden. Them eleven would be rested, and and a whole new eleven would be put in, and and did they win? No, they didn't because they're not a team, and maybe that's what other teams are like. I think Cheltenham will give us a will give us a good going on Saturday. I don't, I don't I'm not going to underestimate them. I don't think McKenna will underestimate them. Um, I don't think it's going to be as easy as everybody thinks. What was the question again, Ross? Just any other notes, and that was that was the perfect sort of extra notes we were to add. Notes to add. Yeah, not really. No? It's been it's been good. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's a pleasure. Good to see um, everyone. Yeah. You've got to hurry up though, because the nurse is nearly here. <laughs> yes, uh, we'll wrap bed. up. Yes. Um, but oh, no, there's one thing I wanted to say actually. Go ahead. And the reason I put this shirt on for for the, for the Marcus Evans thing, right? What's happening? We've got 17,000 season ticket sold. I, I, hate, I hate it personally because that means I've got to stand up all the time. I can't sit down in the North Stand. It's, it's packed, right? So I personally, on a personal level, I hate it. I can't just go off to the side and sit down and relax, right? Because there's space. But 17,000. It just shows you that Marcus Evans is a complete idiot, really. 
all them years that he had us, and we were getting 8,000, 9,000 ticket, season ticket sales. Along come new owners, and we double the amount of season ticket sales. What's going on there? He just, he just didn't have a clue, and and this shows it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to try and disrespect the guy too much. You know, he's, he's obviously rich for a reason. He knows what he's doing there. But looking after a football club, he he, did, he's, he just didn't have a clue, did he? Are we, am I allowed to say that, Ross? On That's fine. Podcast? It's you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's just once again that is another conversation for another day, of course. Um, is it? Because yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's been it's been said, it's been had, but you know. Just the change yeah. in the year of Game Changer and just even just Porton Road, it's looking beautiful again. You know, everything that's you know been improved, even just outside, seeing all the imagery, um, even just seeing oh, the, yeah. know, the screen, everything, you know, all that. Ross, just, you know me, right? You know me. I've been taking pictures of the ground since championship, right? For that whole championship season that we went and got relegated. And then the whole League One season that we we did first season down until COVID struck on after we got beat by Coventry. And the pictures of the stadium from then to now, it's a different stadium. Yeah. Completely different. It's cleaner. It's, it's, it's more looked after. There's still cold water in the toilets of the North Stand, but, you know, can't get everything. Nice. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's impressive what they've done. And to announce that they've got 17,000 season ticket holders now, it's unreal. It's it's mind blowing, really. But I don't know. I mean, we're going places, Ross. We are, mate. Yeah. Soon, you know, you know, we won't be able to see the players anymore. That's the one thing about League One. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss it. League One. You go to grounds. You get to see the players afterwards. You go to Championship grounds now. They all go behind barriers and and security, and you don't get to see them coming on and off the coach. And when we get to the Premier League, God, we're even going to be a, within a mile of them, you know? You've got a Man City and they're in a compound right around the back of the Etihad. No chance. So, enjoy it while it lasts. Is that, that's it, Ross. I'm, 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 I'm it. finished. You're finished. finished. No, well said. Always good words my friend um tom over to you my friend to wrap up the show um always a pleasure my friend any other business any other notes um no other than i agree with mark it's a travesty that wes burns is not going with wales to the world cup um and then you look at some of the players that have got in but i'm not gonna go into any of those league two players that for some reason are going just because they've been in the Wales squad for a little while johnny williams comes to mind but um no it's uh Thank you for having me on. Um, every all Ipswich fans should read my story that I did today about a guy that's named his child after Connor Chaplin. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, middle name Connor Chaplin. So I did a story on that. So everyone should go and read that on the on the Ipswich Star on the EADT little plug. Yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> no, thanks for having me on. It's been uh, it's been great. Tom, even if I was rubbish in the quiz. 
that's fine. I'm it's shocked fine. We've had a... it's knowledge. Shocking at it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, we've, had, we've had a few people who have struggled, um, and you can join that that famous club. Um, so, so there we go. <laughs> uh, Mark, Mike, Tom, thank you for joining me. It's now time to, of course, plug our sponsors. Um, first of all, Manscape, of course. Use the code KOA to get twenty percent off and free delivery. And then, Are of we course, still Ginger... shaving ourselves? Yeah, we're still shaving ourselves. You know. Well, we're getting a pickle shaving ourselves nowadays. Yeah, we do. Know, Ginger pickle, of course. Um, all is that is, is that for for manscaping redheads? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I know. I know Tony Self because he would be in a pickle. Ginger pickle. Yes. It would yeah. be. Um, yeah, shout there. out to our sponsors. Yeah, go go there, check them out. If you need any marketing expertise, go to Ginger Pickle um, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think that's yeah. it. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, we'll be back next week, of course, for another fan social. I hope you enjoy your weekend. If you aren't going to the game, of course, follow the game with us. And um, yeah, bye bye for now.